Bronco Nation News Live is presented by RowPaint.com, the official paint and coatings company of Boise State Athletics. Power in people, pride in painting. Check them out at ROEPaint.com. Now, here's BJ Rains. Hey, how we doing? Happy Friday, folks. BJ Rains, Jay Tuss with you. Another edition of Bronco Nation News Live here at BroncoNationNews.com, coming from the Cutwater Spirits Mobile Studios. Got the... Uh, Band right there. Gonna need a couple of cut waters after we're done with spring ball here, Jay, and finally get a chance to uh decompress after another what eight, nine month grind starting with uh media days last July. You go football camp, football season overlaps with basketball season, then you got basketball season, then it overlaps with football spring practice, and now tomorrow uh we reach the uh, unofficial end of uh another year of uh, Boise State Athletics uh, football and basketball coverage. You got softball going on. You got golf. You got some other sports. So we'll continue uh, to cover uh, both on KTBB and uh, Bronco Nation News. I know uh, softball had a big win last night. They're five and one in conference play now. Um, but uh, so we'll still have a lot. I think next week we're going to try to get Justin Schultz on uh, one of our shows next Friday, maybe. Uh, but uh, we'll, we'll uh, a lot to go. But uh, in terms of Football, Jay, I guess I'll have another practice technically on Monday or Tuesday, but to, to kind of wrap up and walk through some things from the spring game. But uh, spring game tomorrow, the unofficial end. And uh, Jay Tuss, sports director at KTVB, is here to help us break it all down and preview uh, what's to come tomorrow. What's up, Jay? Hey, what's up? Yeah, happy Friday, everybody. Big Friday in the Tust household. Collins turns three today. So um, we're stoked about that. We, we were up late last night and blowing up balloons. That's kind of the uh, – the birthday tradition she might swing by later in the show so that yes, should be a little bit fun yeah um, but I'd rather see her than, than hear from us anyway amen amen but yeah big uh big spring game tomorrow for sure i'm looking forward to the uh the new scoreboard i know there's a lot of storylines and things we saw the little video boise state put out uh mm-hmm. but uh and not necessarily just like the crispness of it or or the screen but just just the look and feel of what it does to that end of the stadium and yeah. how it kind of closes things in. I think a lot of fans are excited. It's been a, a long process that people thought would be done for last football season, but uh, in some capacity, they're finally going to unveil that thing tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's not going to have all the bells and whistles. And I mean, probably the, the biggest thing is just kind of like the, the aesthetic presence uh, presentation of the scoreboard, you know, by the time football season uh, rolls around, you assume that it's going to be, have a nice wrap around it, probably a big, you know, something cool on the backside of it so you can see it as you drive down uh, University or even Broadway. So, um, yeah, it'll it'll definitely be much more of a finished product by the time Boise State, you know, hosts their season opener or home opener, I should say, against UCF uh, in the fall. But um, just, yeah, I agree with you, BJ, just kind of seeing that monitor on, seeing how fans react to it, seeing how, you know, just kind of looks and um, it won't. Again, won't have all the bells and whistles, but they do plan to utilize it with some with, with video and things like that. So, um, yeah, it'll be cool to see them flip that thing on and, and just kind of see what it looks like. One thirty is uh, the spring game tomorrow, folks. Uh, free admission, I believe. Uh, come on out, check out the uh, football team tomorrow in their final uh, public appearance, I guess, or their one public appearance of the spring before they put the pads on the shelf until uh, August. Uh, we will be doing a post post-game show so to speak over at the James uh Jay you're welcome to stop by I know you'll be busy on Saturday but we're hoping uh, Johnny and Prater and anyone that's available uh will come on by Winston I believe they're actually doing some sort of alumni football thing over at the James so we'll see what former players are there and want to stop by but gonna have 
um, a, a live show from the James after the spring game. So anyone that's uh, heading to the spring game wants to come over, we're, hopefully it'll be warm enough. Uh, we can be out on the patio and uh, we'll kind of uh, break down what we saw and what's to come for the football team heading into the summer. And uh, Jay, I know there's a lot of interesting storylines and for the, the football uh you know, uh, diehards, they can look at every position and find some sort of storyline, some sort of player to watch. But I think uh, the obvious guy that uh, all eyes will be on tomorrow um, is Jonah Dalmas, the kicker. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Taylor Green, uh, the quarterback. And uh, I think there will be some some um, the special teams will always have, uh, you know, guy, folks eyes. And and uh, like I said, you can pick every position, somebody. But Taylor Green, and his development and his ascension to QB1, I think uh, a lot of people are excited to see his progress tomorrow. I agree. And we, we've heard a little bit about his progress and, the, and what he's been doing this spring. And so much of it is, of it is around his leadership and, and finding his voice and taking command and things like that. And, you know, when we were talking to him the other day, BJ, I, I couldn't help but think like how different this time was for him last year. And, you know, I know that Coaches kind of say, oh, no, every job's open. Everybody's competing and all that stuff. But quarterback is like kind of an interesting one when you're competing, because if you're not the guy, there's just going to be limitations on, you know, what you feel you can do and how involved and how vocal you can be, because you don't want to you probably don't want to overstep your boundaries and, and try to, you know, overshadow the one that would do, that just might create um and honestly, it might create a little confusion. And so you can be aggressive and improve and all that stuff. But all of a sudden, when you really get to firmly cement yourself into that QB1 role, everything's fair game. I mean, you can you can correct, you can critique, you can do that for anybody on the field pretty much because that is a position of status. It's a position of leadership. And um, the cool thing about it, man, is it, it seems like Taylor's just ready for it. Like, it feels like he's ready to embrace it and Again, he's told us he's, he's kind of finding his voice, and Bush Hamden has, has really pushed him to be a little more vocal. Um, but talking with him the other day, man, he's, he's just a charismatic kid that uh, seems to really be enjoying this spring ball. I said in the pre-show meeting about 7.30 this morning, Jay, don't exactly say the clip I'm going to play before I play it. Uh, but uh, Taylor Green, talking about communication, talking about Bush Hamden. Uh, let's hear more on what he had to say there. Um, definitely... Definitely uh, the communication piece. Um, just he said, uh, like, in the start of spring, I was, I was way too quiet, way too quiet in that. And um, just taking, just being more vocal and just letting, letting my, like, letting my, uh, letting the bass drop in my, in my voice and um, just letting everybody um, hear me and just, um, just, we call it winning the pre-snap, uh, taking everything little by little. Um, whether it's the front, whether it's uh, knowing the defenses, knowing what are my alerts, and just knowing the little things that go um, go apart play by play. Has it been something for you that maybe in your career has been? Are you more of a quieter guy in terms of being a leader on the field? And Jay was talking about, you know, when you're the backup, maybe that's not your spot yeah. to say anything. And last year in the middle of the season, you're thrown into the fire. But now that it's your team, I guess, I mean, is that something you, you are having to work on? Yeah, um, I def definitely, um, you know, just being, being the quarterback, you know, just got to – got to step into that role you know I'm not really I wouldn't say I'm a quiet guy but I'm not like really like always you're, you're not gonna hear me like hey you're not gonna hear me like that so just really stepping in and just uh finding my voice and finding um how my teammates respond to encouragement respond to just uh, like me getting onto them and just finding that out and that's what I'm excited about you know I have a whole season to figure that out um, with me and my teammates and they know 
how to encourage me because we call it, it's a, a two-way street, you know. Um, you know, Ashton, like, encourages me and I encourage him, you know, and, and it's a two-way street, you know, like I said. And it goes for the offense, it goes for the defense, you know. Like Rod, he always be talking trash, and so it's always just going, going uh, back and forth. So that's what I'm excited about. By the way, you know, Rod was talking trash about picking off Taylor Green one time this spring. We should have asked Taylor how many times he's burned Rod during uh, during practice as well. Maybe he would have given him the uh, the last laugh there. But uh, uh, first of all, Taylor Green, I talked about it with Prater yesterday. Jay, I think he continues to in these media sessions. This is the second or third one he's done now. Um, very well spoken, saying the right thing. He was joking around with us before. I think he's getting more comfortable, and I think he's a a great spokesman for the team. And it, it does kind of make you wonder why it took to this point for them to let him start talking. Um, but um, I, I think that uh, the communication thing was funny, and in particular, like lowering his uh, lowering his voice, like not just yelling at guys, like yell at it with a deep low, like actually practicing like how to speak up and not you know with a, with a low firm voice. I thought that part of it was was funny, but. Um, you got it. The quarterback has to be a vocal guy. And I know that probably does take some time. Like you said, where when you're the number two, you don't, you can't really say anything. Uh, you know, get your feet wet in the middle of the season. You're walking into that huddle with all the starters, you know, in game five or whatever it was when he took over and you're kind of like, okay, it's his team, but you're still kind of out of, you know, you're still kind of feel like you're the odd man out, I guess, so to speak. But once you go into the off season, it's your team. And now going into his first full year as the starter, uh, he's really working on that uh, leadership and communication piece. Yeah, BJ, I couldn't agree more. With... <laughs> I was going to try that, and I didn't want. Yeah, I was like, you know what? I'll, 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 I'll let that go. But that is funny. Like that's literally part of their conversation is mm-hmm. not just speaking up, but speak up with a, a lower, deeper voice. Yeah, Taylor's going to be one of these interesting athletes, right? Because there was times last year. There were times last year where he wasn't really running as much, and it was like, why isn't he running more? And then there was times last year where he was running a lot, and it was like. Is he running too much? So either way, there like that's going to be something that he's just going to have to deal with and probably have to turn off outside noise because really at the end of the day, none of that outside noise matters. But it is interesting to hear him talk about um, how he's kind of growing. And I know I think Bush Hamden said it and you brought it up and you're, you're, the goal is to use, not abuse your ability to leave the pocket and run. And that's something that Talon told us the other day is certainly something he wants to work on and make sure that he stays in until he, until he has to leave. Right. And, and don't leave before you have to leave because at that point in time, you're trusting your offensive line, you're trusting your tight ends, you're trusting your wide receivers, you're trusting your running backs. And those are the guys that you want to get the ball to because um, you know, those are, I don't want to, I don't want to say those are your playmakers because Taylor's a playmaker, but that's just, that's how you, you want to move the ball and you want to remove your quarterback maybe from harm's way, if you will, which includes leaving the pocket and maybe taking on linebackers and things like that. So it's just going to be really intriguing to see how this how this develops. And, and I mean, in all honesty, BJ, we're going to get a very small taste of this at the spring scrimmage. I mean, yeah. I, who knows if it's even going to be enough to really see anything because um, coaches don't love to probably show a lot in the you know, to the public or anybody that could be present. So that's why a separate argument for a separate day, maybe what Hugh Freeze was bringing up at Alabama, it would be cool to see one spring scrimmage where you rotate in a ton of bodies. And um, I think there's great potential there. And even Jeremiah Dickey kind of questioned that on, on Twitter. Like what do fans think about this? It feels like it has awesome potential. 
Um, I, I don't think I, you, you're definitely going to have to set limitations on it because you don't want once you get one game. Oh, what if we get two games? You know, like you, you got to that's not then I, then I think that you're not uh, having the best interest of a student athlete at heart. But if you get if you get one spring scrimmage um, exhibition style against another team at the end of at the end of your spring camp, I, I think that that's that's really intriguing. And um, there's a lot of options of how you can make that a lot of fun. Yeah, we were uh, Winston Venable and I were talking about that on Wednesday when that kind of just popped up. And uh, yeah. you could go the like, uh, you know, simply like have them play C of I or somebody like that. Just anybody in a different mm-hmm. uniform or, or, you know, or you could make it an Idaho State or an Idaho or something. Yeah. I guarantee you there'd be, uh, you know, Alabama versus Texas or something, too. There'd be 90,000 people at, at yeah. Texas Stadium, uh, you know, for I mean, if you as big as you wanted to make it it would get that big and maybe, you know, they do it in basketball now, some where you can donate the money to charity. If you have the division one versus division one exhibition. So maybe they can make, put some charity uh, involvement into it as well. But uh, would people be more excited tomorrow if they were playing Idaho state than themselves? Thousand percent. I think, I think probably so. so. Yeah. 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 I, I certainly think so. And you know, is that the way they finally get to play Idaho in an exhibition that doesn't mean anything? Maybe, I, I don't know, but what if, what if it was a yearly thing? You just put the problem is Idaho would probably, you know, how serious do the teams take it? Does I, you know, is Idaho, you know, willing to do run whatever base stuff Boise State wants so they can get the practice and vice versa? And are you really keeping score? Is it a full game? Is it just situational stuff, kind of like an NFL, you know, practice during fall camp? Um, there's a lot of different ways you can do it, but I think there is potentially, uh, you know, some value there. Um, but other other than uh, you know, Andrew Harris says, uh, looking at forward to tomorrow's spring game, photo op on the blue, excited to see the new board up close. Other than Taylor Green and the video board, which may go hand in hand, kind of the star player on the video board, uh, what uh, what else are you looking for tomorrow? Um, you know, your mom says, I think uh, people are underestimating the wide receivers. Uh, also says Genty will pop off. Um, and then Bill's asking about some Bill's asking about some breakout players. Um, what, uh, what else, uh, Jay Tust, uh, you know, I is going to be focusing on tomorrow. I want to see at the spring game, uh, a position that we'll be paying attention to up to and through the season opener is this rebuilt defensive line. Unfortunately, I don't know how much of that we're really going to be able to evaluate tomorrow in an inner squad spring scrimmage. Cause it, it, there's just, I just don't know how much we're going to be able to evaluate there. Um, the name that actually just popped up on your on your screen is actually pretty intriguing. Prince, you know, he was a guy that uh, essentially gray-shirted last year. He's now on campus. Um, I don't want to go, like, too far overboard here and say this is the guy that's going to lead the team in receptions or something like that. Like, that's not what I'm implying here. But you look at his physical presence at practice, you immediately grab the roster when you see him and you go, who's this guy? Oh, oh dang, that's Prince? You know? I mean, he's – He's a he's a pretty big body dude, and uh, I I don't necessarily think the receivers are underrated, man. I think that they got a stacked receiver room. I think that's something that's really going to help Taylor this year. I mean, not only is it the talent, but it's the continuity. I mean, Taylor spent some time with Billy Bowen, Steph Cobbs, Latrell Caples. The list goes on, and that is a that is a really really deep room, and there are going to be a lot of guys fighting for snaps and playing time to get on the field. That that might be. Um, I mean, we looked at like corner and safety last year where we felt like those positions were pretty deep. I, I think receiver might be the deepest position on the team this year, BJ. Yeah, believe it or not, earlier this morning, I was already putting just kind of my first rough draft together of the my 25 most important players list going into mm-hmm. the summer for our uh, 
our off season series kind of to help us get through the summer. And I, I have a couple of receivers on here, but I was actually uh, wrestling a little bit with the order of them, you know, Latrell mm-hmm. Capels, Steph Cobbs, Billy Bowens. How do you rank those guys in terms of their importance to the team? You know, what Cobbs brings on special teams puts him up there uh, as well. But you mentioned guys like Prince who we've heard a, a ton about, and I don't think he makes this list, but if there was a list for, uh, you know, if there was a, a list for names we heard the most in the spring, You'd have, you know, the all spring team. You'd have Amari and McCoy. You'd have Prince on there. Um, you know, there, there's some other guys that have stepped up. Uh, you know, Braxton Feely, I think, would be on that list. And as you're talking about, some of that is just so many guys are out injured that, that these guys are, are forced into bigger roles than they've had, and they're taking advantage of it. But, um, like, a guy like uh, – uh, we were just talking about it. Now my name up uh, – at running back uh, – not the main two running backs. Our, our friend from uh, our local friend here, Tyler Crow. Yeah, you know, Tyler Crow is probably going to lead the team in carries tomorrow. And it wouldn't yeah. surprise me if he's like the offensive guy they give us after the game because he rushed for eighty yards. Because I think you get Ashton Genty in there for like three or four carries and get mm-hmm. him out. I would be surprised if Ashton Genty has any kind of role in this game because you just don't need it. You don't mm-hmm. need the risk of injury for Ashton Genty. You don't need to see him. You've yeah. seen him all spring. You know what he can do. I don't think Jordan like- Lonnie's doing anything. So for right. me. Put, put, let Ethan Makita and Crow and these guys have all those carries tomorrow. Yeah, I was going to say it probably goes without saying, but don't expect to see much of anything from George tomorrow. Um, at least I, I feel like that's going to be the case. I'm not exactly positive, but I'm pretty sure there. Um, By the way, your so, mom says sorry for my name. I was eight, so I wonder if that was how how long ago that that was made. But, uh... <laughs> I was going to say, hearing you read the 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 name, <laughs> well, your mom says. My mom's an angel, man. She's coming to town today. Back off. Awesome. She's going to be here for the birthday festivities. Here for the birthday party. Big Elsa birthday party tomorrow. Nice. Uh, yeah. I I, I I tell you, one thing that I, I you want to talk about intrigue, I guess. I think that seeing Daishan Misa and Andrew Simpson line up next to each other could be kind of cool. Obviously, DJ Schramm is going to be the heart of that defense this year. Um, it would be nice if he didn't have to you know, necessarily play as many snaps as he did last year at times. I mean, that guy, you had to drag him off the field at times last season. So DJ is no doubt the present, but in the future, Dyshawn and and Andrew are a really, really intriguing combo. I think sky's the limit for, for Andrew and, and Misa like coming out of high school was, was a recruit that, um, I would say arguably one of the biggest, but I don't even think you need to argue it. One of the biggest in school history in terms of his stars and things like that. So they're really, really high on him. And I can't wait to see what he looks like when he gets some some significant playing time. You you look at his, phys- his physical presence and, man, he, he pops for sure. And so uh, that could be kind of a fun thing to watch those guys work together tomorrow, I guess. Yeah, no doubt about it. There's a lot of a lot of uh, even though there's a lot of guys out, I still think there's a lot of guys that are, uh, you know, like I said, expected to have bigger roles next season. Um, you know that you're going to look around and see no Jail Skinner and no Tyreek Jones and no Scott Matlock, and you can start mm-hmm. to see some of the names of guys that'll uh, get opportunities for bigger roles next year. By the way, believe it or not, I was got it into my top five. Jay, maybe this is a discussion for another day, but. Ashton Genty versus uh, George Helani in terms of most important to this team, Ashton Genty versus George Helani next season. There's actually a debate there for me. I'll probably lean George just because of his experience and his veteranness, but uh, you know, based on the, you know, his health in the past and just based on what Ashton Genty brings to the team there, I think it's a lot closer 
who you know, and, and no disrespect to George Helani, but I think no. Ashton Gentry's Ashton Gentry's expected increase in carries and his role, uh, and just what you know his ability at number two does to maybe keep George fresh. I I think you could make a strong case that uh, Ashton Gentry is just as important, if not slightly more than than George Helani. So I'll probably lean Helani for just because of his track record and what he's done. Uh, but I think those two are going to be like number three and number four, probably on the list or top five, both of them. Uh, yeah. you, got two, you know, two running backs, top five, along with your quarterback. I mean, it, it's going to be a, a fun offseason, I guess, to discuss uh, some of that stuff. But I do want to talk a little bit. Any final spring game thoughts before we go basketball, Jay? No, man, what a luxury, though. That I, I'm not going to argue with you. I, I would say George is more important, but if – Ashton's going to be really, really important. I, I, George, George is higher on my list right now, and I yeah. think it's going to stay that way, but it's like 1A and 1B. Like, yeah, George, yeah. Ashton Gentry, I think, and maybe we're getting a little too much prisoner of the moment based on what he did in the bowl game. I don't think you know, so, Rush man. I, I don't think you're wrong there, and uh, I don't know if I've ever been able to have this type of argument um, about the Boy State running back positions, positions as I've covered the team. They've always kind of had that, that clear-cut one. And this is a really good position to be in if you're the Broncos. And then you're going to have, uh, you know, Breezy Dubar coming in. And, uh, you know, maybe we're going to have Genty and Dubar in this conversation a, a year from now. Uh, who knows? But uh, let's talk basketball for the final seven minutes here. I am behind Jay a little bit on our sponsors. So I want to thank Cutwater Spirits and the Cutwater Spirits Mobile Studios. More than 30 flavors of premix premium cocktails. Pick one up at your local gas station or grocery store. And, Jay, I am uh, pleased to announce we have uh, – agreed to a new one-year deal with Cutwater Spirits. So we have a, a, the, the Cutwater Spirits Studios will be remaining for the next year, thanks to Stein Distributing and Cutwater Spirits for their continued support of Bronco Nation News. Rowpaint.com, you're looking for that uh, you know, new concrete coating for your back patio, your garage, your basement. Uh, now's the perfect time to schedule out for the spring. It's five times stronger than epoxy. The one-day install in 24 hours, it's completely done, and it's uh, transfer transformational, so check it out at rowpaint.com. Lithia Ford at Boise, they're going to be giving Jay Tust that uh, new Ford Bronco Sport for his hole-in-one at the golf tournament. Jay is literally going to just make the shot and drive it right off the uh, drive it right off the tee shot and just skip the rest of the tournament. Uh, LithiaFordBoise.com, get their full inventory of vehicles. They will buy your used car uh, as well. They'll make a cash offer on the spot. Uh, from the appraiser, and they are, as I said, providing the uh, prize for the hole-in-one, a new Ford Bronco Sport at the Bronco Nation News Golf Tournament. Idaho Central Credit Union, ICCU.com. More than half a million Idahoans have made the switch. You can, too. ICCU.com. Get more information. Find a location near you. The best in mobile e-branch online banking. You go in once. You never have to go back in. You can do it all from your phone. Uh, we are depositing some checks last night. It's very easy to do from your phone, your computer, uh, ICCU. You're looking for a new job? How about transportation compliance service? They can get you into the trucking industry, uh, whether it's the big rig on your screen, the Amazon truck in your neighborhood, all the permits, things you need to get out there towing that first load. Check them out, tcstranscomservice.com. And the Blue and Orange Store, if you need some last-minute gear for the spring game tomorrow, check them out, the Blue and Orange Store. Dot com. Uh, if you're not in the area, you can get free shipping, any order over $40. But if you are in the Treasure Valley, head on over to the Boise Town Square Mall today. Uh, they got some great deals going on for the uh, sideline apparel for the coaches, all the NIL shirts, all that good stuff. The Blue and Orange Store there on the second floor of the Boise Town Square Mall. Jay, I had a video I was going to play real quick, and I did a horrible job of segueing. Uh, here's a 21-second video. What's up, y'all? It's RJ Keenan, Tyson Degenhart. We'll be coming out here at Timberstone June 2nd for the Bronco Nation News Golf Tournament. 
We're trying to raise money for the Idaho Sports Commission, and we want you all to have a fun day of golf. It's going to be beautiful weather and great people. Some of our coaches are going to be there too, special guests. For more information, sign up for bronconationnews.com, and we'll have a great time. See you there. Now, they promised the uh, good weather. Uh, I'm not sure we can uh, fully say that, but uh, they, they did promise good weather. But uh, looking forward to it, Jay. And we're actually talking to a couple of football players as well about coming out for the afternoon session. More details to come on our special guests. But uh, looking like Jay's going to be out there again and should be a lot of fun, Jay. Uh, one of the best days of, of the summer last year. It was it was a blast. Um, just don't pair me with Keen, man. That, that'd, be, that'd be too long of a day. We, I was thinking about some sort of um, – like one whole tournament for all the celebrities, either at the end or the beginning or something. I was kind of thinking about that because uh, we do have uh, a lot of guys that like to talk trash, whether it be Mike Burns or or uh, Tim Duryea or uh, Degenhart or Keen, uh, some other big announcements on guys to come as well. So I thought maybe we could have some sort of – maybe it's a putting contest or just something where we can get Jay Tust out there competing against uh, some of your favorite players and coaches. Can I you take them in long get... drive at least, think? Long drive at least? Could you outdrive some of those guys? I mean, I mean, definitely Keen. I don't know about Tyson. Uh, definitely Keen, though, for sure. We'll have, to, we'll have to work on that. But it's going to be a fun day. We really enjoyed it last year. We are uh, running out of spots, though. So if you want in, jump in now. We have the afternoon flight open. So if you want to work a half day in the morning and then come out in the afternoon, we got uh, Chef Wally, Just Cater. It's going to be providing uh, lunch again. Uh, we're going to be sprucing up the menu a little bit, too. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Johnny and Prater will be out there broadcasting their show as well. So uh, if you're interested, we'd love to uh, love to have you. We've got a couple whole sponsorships left, and it's going to be fun. Uh, BroncoNationNews.com. Click on the golf tab for more uh, information. Uh, final minute or two here, uh, Jay, one to talk basketball. We got Cam Martin in the fold now for Boise State. Another visitor this weekend. Um and, I, you know, I'm not trying to, like, be cryptic and, oh, I just don't want to say and all this. But, like, sometimes you you know how it works in this business, Jay. Others don't. But, like, you, you get information only if you promise you won't say anything. So sometimes it's just the way it works. You, you get something told to you but you, to be ready, but you can't say it. And so it's not like we're trying to, uh, you know, deceive or, like, purposely, like, keep stuff just to, oh, ha, 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 I know, and you guys don't. I mean, it's, it's not. It's just the way it works. I either wouldn't know or I'd know, but I can't say anything. And they do have another visitor. Uh, from a Power 6 basketball school visiting uh, starting today, I believe. Um, so we need our folks with the uh, cameras out there at the Hall of Fame or around town to be uh, trying to get some some work on the camera in terms of who it might be. Um, but um, uh, it's uh, a 6'8 player that's got some playing time, some experience, Jay. Maybe not the seven-footer some folks are wanting, but I think it'd be another solid contributor. But, um, you know, they had Anderson – Got Cam Martin, and, and they're not done. They're still trying to use that last scholarship and maybe more than that. Um, but uh, the roster is starting to come together here. We kind of um, implied that a little bit last week there, BJ, where um, obviously they have one more scholarship, and it'll be interesting once they find that fit, um, <clears throat> which they've certainly narrowed it narrowed down on, narrowed it down to it seems like a guy um, that they could, you know, contribute immediately and if they bring in a player like that how does that impact the rest of the roster could there be one more guy to leave and I think that's you know probably a thing that's that's very possible and we'll just have to kind of sit wait and see but um, you know next week these things usually kind of come out early in the week after guys have been on campus visiting that happened with Roddy Anderson that happened with Cam Martin and so maybe for the third week in a row it could happen again and 
Um, this is a, definitely a chance for Boise State to immediately impact and upgrade their roster, both in terms of the starting lineup, but but obviously depth, which has been a huge area of concern um, for, for Leon Rice and the Boise State men's basketball team. And if they go out and they, they do what they're intending to do right now, we won't be talking about five guys playing, you know, 38 minutes a game next next season, which would be which would be an awesome addition. You know, nothing, nothing too, BJ. I mean, they're bringing in guys that, you know, I, I, Cam Martin's a guy that we figure is going to start at the five, and I think that that's very, very likely. But <clears throat> they're they're bringing in competition as well. I mean, it, this isn't a guy that you know you just think you're going to stash on the bench and develop. This is this is not that type of situation. There 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 are guys that are going to come in and make this team a lot better. Yep, no doubt. And I can't wait till next week, potentially, if this player does commit, so we can talk more about it, not in code. And again, I hate doing this. It's bad journalism. It's, oh, we know who it is. We can't, we got to tease you. We can't say who it is. I, I don't like doing that, but it's just kind of the way it works sometimes with getting information. But uh, it is a player that started, as I said, 17 or 18 games last year, watching the film. It is, uh, you know, the, the, the points per game, the rebounds per game won't jump off the page to people. The, yeah. the goals will say, oh, this guy averaged three points a game or whatever it was. But you look at the situation, you look at what his role would be here. I think they could certainly lose somebody like that. Uh, Derek is asking, what are the chances somebody else hits the portal, Jay? 50%, 85 I, I think it um, – I mean, there's not a lot of other options. You basically got, you know, Mo Silla, Kobe Young. I mean, look at bench guys. I'm just listing the bench, R.J. Keene. Um, Jace Whiting. I mean, I think the only guy we expect that would even have a chance probably is Mo Silla. Um, and again, his situation is unique. So I don't think any of the other guys are going anywhere. So I think it's either, in my opinion, Mo Silla or nobody else. I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm above 50% that it happens. Above 50. I'm probably with you in the end. Yeah. No, I mean, unless they expect market improvement from him but you know no offense to mosilla but there, there probably is somebody out there in the portal that could help you more than he could yeah it's so tough man the, the the portal is such a fluid situation i mean who thought that Stephen ashworth from utah state would all of a sudden wind up in the, in the hey, if they didn't portal. have if they didn't have roddy anderson already on the roster i think they may have made a phone call there yeah tim Dury, yeah, still I, a ch- I mean yeah who knows there's still i mean maybe there's still a chance i don't know but that's uh that's one of those things man that the transfer portal is interesting. You want to move fast, but <clears throat> you don't know how fast you want to move at times. And I think Boise State's been perfectly calculated, and they know what they want. They know what they need, not in only ter- not just in terms of ability, but in terms of character and fits. And that's that's a huge thing for Boise State. That being said, man, I I was so impressed watching Stephen Ashworth down at the Mountain West Conference tournament and the command he had on his teammates. I mean, it was uh, he is the prototypical guy that you you hate him if you have to play against him but you love him if he's on your team no doubt no doubt i think it's gonna again the roster building is exciting jay go get the birthday girl go go get the birthday girl here i'll I'll thank a couple of the sponsors real quick boisedentistryco.com check them out if you're looking for a uh, new dentist full family dentistry Friend Dr. Miner does a great job, makes it an enjoyable experience to go to the dentist. Five locations in the Treasure Valley. Find one near you at BoiseDentistryCo.com. United Commercial Insurance, 229-8222. Quick call. The brand and his staff could save you hundreds of dollars on your business insurance. Check them out, UnitedCommercialInsurance.com. They write business policy insurance in 44 states around the country. You will uh, not be disappointed with uh, the work you get. We're happy C- clients of United Commercial Insurance, and uh, you can too, unitedcommercialinsurance.com. Ridley's Family Markets, shopridleys.com. They got 13 locations in the state of Idaho. 
all across the Northwest. Shop Ridley's.com. Find one near you and go download that Ridley's app. The Ridley's app can get you exclusive savings up to 40%. Bowser Real Estate, the number one ranked realtor in the Treasure Valley is Matt Bowser and Bowser Real Estate. Check them out. No home is too big or too small for Matt Bowser and his team. 243-8222. BowserRealEstate.com. And I know the weather is going to finally start to warm up here. Get out to Timberstone. I'll be out there some this spring. Hope to see you out there. Playtimberstone.com. You can book that tea time. Schedule a lesson with Tad and uh, Kelly and this company out there. Do a tremendous job. Uh, it's worth every second of the drive. One of the best courses in the Valley. The best course in the Valley, in my opinion. Timberstone Golf Course. Check them out. Playtimberstone.com. Here we go. Our, our special guest. Hi. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. You say thank you? Yeah. How old are you? Ten. No, how old are you now? Ten. Huh? How old are you now? Are you three? Okay, here we go. Oh, are you three? You got it. Show them. One, two. Three. There, one, there two, three. Go. So you were three. What'd you have for breakfast? I had a pancake. What would it have on it? It had and sprinkles. Okay, and then what's going on tomorrow? What kind of birthday are you going to have? Uh-uh. An Elsa birthday. There we go. An Elsa birthday. That was the first time in uh, her life that she answered three when you said, How old are you? Maybe so. Uh, right. For a second, yeah, big time. There, but uh, yeah. that's awesome. That's awesome. Can you tell everybody to have a good day? Have a good day. Have a good day. Have a good day. Hey, thank you so much. You have a good day, too. And uh, not going to be an only child for long. That's uh, cool. The Tusk family uh, adding to the roster there here in a couple of months. So uh, I think we congratulated you that back when you announced it. But if not, congratulations again, man. And uh, be nice to dad today, okay? Right. Be nice to dad. She – we got she's got this little computer here. She calls it her podcast because she sees me in here. There we go. With, with my version of this. The ratings so. would probably be much better on that podcast. It probably would be. <laughs> we crush ABCs, don't we? Yeah. yeah. Hey, happy birthday. Hope it's a great fun day for the Tusk family today. And uh, we'll be down with some interviews later today at Boise State Spring Game tomorrow. <laughs> Luckily, we can talk about the birthday and not the the loss in my coaching debut last night. So we'll, uh, we'll just move right past that. Uh, but uh, have a great day, everybody. We're a family show here. Bronco Nation News Live, bronconationnews.com. Big day in the uh, Tust household today. Third birthday. Pretty cool. So I hope everybody has a great Friday. We'll get the uh, interviews up today. Jonah Dalmas, I believe, is talking. James Ferguson Reynolds. Uh, Mason Hutton, the long snapper, I think will make his media debut today. So we'll get all those up on the YouTube channel. Uh, you know, they'll have full coverage as well, obviously. I just realized that I have this going the whole show where it said 95.3 the ticket. I think the whole show, I, I never changed it from last year. You're now an employee of 95.3 the ticket, apparently. Wow. That's messed up. I would never want to work with Johnny. I don't know Trader, I'm cool with. I don't, know Johnny, no. I don't know what it's worth. That I did it for 30 minutes or neither one of us noticed. But uh, sorry about that. I don't know what that was. Uh, I was just. All good. Wow. All right. Well, have a great Friday, everybody. Watch KTVB tonight for some Boys State football coverage, and we will talk to you later. Spring game tomorrow. We'll see you at the James afterwards for the postgame show. Bronco Nation News, bronconationnews.com.